Welcome back to The Cross Stands. I'm Father Bryce coming to you from Holy Cross in Morgan City, Louisiana. As this spring, we ask, what do we believe? Now, last time, uh, we learned that God made us. And, uh, and we, we began to talk about why God made us. And God, who made me? God made me. Why did God make me? To know, to love, to serve him in this life, and to be with him forever in the next. And we learned that we can know that God made us through, uh, through our own natural reason. We can look at the sun and the moon and the stars. We can ask the beauty of creation, where the beauty came from. And we can know that there must be a beautiful one who created all of it. The source of the beauty of creation, as St. Augustine says. And we also learned that we can't cause ourselves to exist. I guess we knew that already, but we said it out loud last time. I, I, I am not the principle of my own existence. I can't make myself exist. I can't keep myself existing. I, I am weak and I am dependent. But God is existence himself. God is the personal principle underlying all things that are that exist if something exists that means that it participates in God and thereby shares at least in some measure of goodness so we know that we know that we exist by our natural reason we know the, the question who who made me God made me we, we know that by looking at the world and by looking at our own experience of our own limitedness but why did God make me? Well, we know why. To know him, love him, serve him in this life, and to be with him forever in the next. But, but how do we know the why? How do we know that we can be with God forever in the, in the next life? How do we know that we're supposed to know, love, and, and serve him? The, the way we know why God made, made me is because he's shown us. Because he reveals himself to us. And God has, in the course of history, revealed himself to us through covenants. What's a covenant? A covenant is a sacred family bond between persons. And in history, God has, on five particular occasions, reached out to you and to me, reached out to humanity with a covenant. It's it's always God first. You see, God doesn't, wait for us to go search for him. God doesn't uh, stand on top of a mountain and wait for us to, to scale the mountain with great difficulty before he'll reward us with a glimpse of his great presence. No, no, no. God comes down. God reaches out to us. God doesn't hold himself aloof from human beings, but in, in the incarnation, Jesus Christ, God the Son, comes down from heaven and even takes on a human nature. Wow, God reaches down to us. But God doesn't reach down to us all at once because we couldn't take it. We couldn't understand it. But God reveals himself to us slowly. God is a good father. God is a good teacher. And he slowly reveals more and more of himself to us. Think about it even even this way. When you uh, Maybe when you started dating your spouse or, or maybe you're, you're dating somebody now and you, well, well, you don't, you don't say everything on the first date, not because it, just because you can't. There's too much, too too much to say on the first date. You just have to be in each other's presence and start to get to know each other. And then on the second date, maybe you reveal a little more. And on the third date, and then as you 
as, as the relationship grows and as you spend time together, you get to know each other more deeply. And it, and it, and it wouldn't have worked if you tried to do all that on the first date because we humans, we don't have the capacity to, to, to receive all of another person at one time. Uh, at all, but certainly not at one time. And we surely don't have the capacity to receive God all at all uh, or all at one time. So God reveals himself to us slowly over the course of the centuries and for us individually over the course of our lives. And God's revelation to humanity over the course of the centuries, growing in depth and profundity, is called the divine pedagogy. Now, God, as he reveals himself to us, he's made five covenants. First, he made a covenant with Adam. Adam's job was to care for and to guard the Garden of Eden, to guard the great beauty of what God had created and the crown of creation, that is Eve, uh, the woman. But Adam, he, he failed at his duty and he did not protect Eve and he did not protect the garden from the incursion of Satan, the wicked serpent, and, and, and he, 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 he failed. So Adam and Eve were cast out of the garden, but but that wasn't the end of the story. God cared for them. God announced there will be enmity between you, the serpent, and the woman, between your offspring and hers. You will strike his heel and he will strike at your head. God, at the very beginning, the first time that human beings turned away from God, God said, I will save you. I will provide a way out. And then God provided clothing, for the man and the woman, God and God sent them on their way uh, with care for them. Yes, they had to suffer and we have to suffer the consequences of their actions and of ours. But God cared for them in the consequences and said, in paraphrasing, I, I will save you. Human beings began to be more and more wicked and more and more wicked and, and, and more and more wicked. And, and then um, God did something about that about that wickedness and but God saved the human race through Noah. While most of humanity was destroyed in the flood, God saved the human race through Noah and said, I'll never again wipe out all of humanity in a flood. That's the, the rainbow is a sign of God's covenant. And that covenant still exists. Like God is saying to all of humanity through Noah that I care for you. Whether, whether you're a Jew or not, whether you're a Christian or not, right, surely God wants everybody to come to the fullness of the truth. Right? That, that's what the Bible says in either First or Second Timothy. God desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. God desires everybody to come into his church. God desires everybody to be a Christian and, and to go to heaven. But, uh, but, but even if you're not, like God still cares for you. This is the covenant, the covenant with Noah that has never been revoked. But God desired to reveal himself more deeply. Remember the divine pedagogy. God is slowly bringing his people, bringing us deeper into relationship with him. And so he says to Abraham, he says, I, I, I want to be, be your God. I want you to be my people. I'm going to give you a land. I'm going to give you offspring. And in you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And so God makes a covenant with Abraham and begins to constitute his people, his own chosen people, the Hebrews, the Israelites, uh, the Jews. Why? Not so that the Hebrews can remain an, 
a little isolated tribe in the ancient Near East that, that worships the one true God. But so that the Hebrews eventually, when they're ready, when the time is right, can spread the good news that God loves us. That the merciful God, the steadfast love of God reaches out to his children who rejected him in the Garden of Eden. Who rejected him by succumbing to pride, by worshiping false gods, by worshiping demons and all these things. That this God, this God does not abandon us and he's taken the initiative and he's forming us. So God says to Abraham, through you, all the nations on the earth will find blessing. And so, over the, over the course of the centuries, uh, God's holy people is formed, and they grow, and there, there are all sorts of uh, parts of that story that maybe we'll have time to talk about uh, as we walk further together. Um, but eventually, there's David the king. And David, he, well, he's the king of God's chosen people, and he is a, uh, a type. He's a prefigurement. That's what a, a type is. If you say there's a type in the Old Testament, that's a prefigurement of Something coming, coming later, and like a shadow of something that's 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 on the horizon. It's like foreshadowing. And so David, he's the king. He's the king of Israel. And God says that uh, from from David, from David will come a, a Messiah, one who's anointed. That's what Messiah means, anointed one, one who's going to going to save, going to save the people, and going to inaugurate. Like the promises that, that God made that's going to fulfill all the fullness of the covenants. And, and that's, that's Jesus. The surprise move that, that, that no, one, no one predicted. I mean, the birth of the Messiah was predicted. Many things about Jesus were predicted. But that, that God himself would become a human being. We, we couldn't see that until we looked back in the Old Testament. Oh, that's what God was preparing for. Oh, God was, that's what God was doing. That Jesus, that he himself, God the Son, might become a human being. So God reveals himself fully in Jesus. There's no more covenants after the new covenant or the new testament. The word testament just means covenant. So talking in the Bible about the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Old Testament is the Old Covenant. Uh, those those actually four covenants, Adam, Noah, Abraham, and David. And then the New Testament is the New Covenant, the fulfillment of all the other covenants in Jesus Christ. God has given himself to us. God has emptied himself. God has reached out to us by coming down and taking human nature. Being born of the Virgin Mary, living a human, living a human life, being crucified and rising from the dead. Even though we spat upon him and beat him and scourged him and and nail him to the cross by our sins, God is faithful. Even when we are unfaithful, God is faithful. Even when we are unfaithful, and in Jesus Christ we have received everything. Everything. God himself. So, St. John of the Cross says this. In giving us his son, that's Jesus, his only word, for he possessed none other, God spoke everything everything to us at once in this sole word and has no more to say. 
Because what he spoke before to the prophets in parts, he has now spoken all at once by giving us the all who is his son. We couldn't have received this before, but the prophecies of the Old Testament prepared us for Jesus. The pedagogy of God in the covenant with Adam and Noah and Abraham and David prepared us for Jesus. And now God has spoken all at once. And we have received God himself, the fullness, Jesus Christ. Any person questioning God or desiring some vision or revelation would be guilty not only of foolish behavior, but also of offending him by not fixing his eyes entirely upon Christ and by living with the desire for some other novelty. St. John's saying, fix your eyes upon Jesus. Don't ask for a voice to speak from heaven. You've got Jesus. Jesus is here in the Eucharist. Jesus is here in his sacraments. Jesus is here in spirit. And Jesus speaks to us in his word. Y'all, if you want to hear God speak, read the Bible. I'm going to say it again. If you want to hear God speak, Read the Bible. He's he's given us the Bible, and we'll talk about that in in a few days. Don't go searching after all kinds of strange things. Don't go searching in in Buddhism or in Hinduism. Don't go searching in like Eastern mystery religions. Don't even go searching in, in private revelation. There's surely very, very good things in private revelation. The Blessed Mother has appeared in many times in many places like um, in, in Mexico, Our Lady of Guadalupe and Fatima and Lourdes. And, and she, she gives, she helps us and she gives us messages for our time. Everything the Blessed Mother says when she appears, everything that God reveals in a special way through this visionary or this person, like you hear especially the voice of God. It, it It's all just just speaking for our time what is already said in the scriptures in fact if it's not then it's clearly not of god it's clearly of human or diabolical origin because god has revealed everything in the sending of his son god can't give any more than himself and that's who jesus is god himself god the son come down to save us come down for god so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, that all who believe in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. So why did God make me? To be with him forever in heaven, to know him, to love him, and serve him in this life, and to be with him forever in heaven. And God has slowly, over the course of so many thousands of years, revealed that to us, all culminating in Jesus, his son. So we pray to Jesus, we spend time with Jesus, we read the scriptures that God has given to us and come to know why God made me. Not just in our intellects, not just with our heads, but with our hearts, with our souls. May we know Jesus Christ with every fiber of our being. 